And so, you know, really the, the, the reason why Hashem put Yidin in the world is to be Mantik Din. Is to take situations, take uh, environments that are full of Yidus Adin, and to soften them, to sweep them, to be Mantik Din. So the truth is, that's always our job. That's always our job. Befrat, Befrat, that's our job right now during this Kufa. Going on with Kal Yisrael. And Befrat Befrat, that's the Nev Tubishvat. The Nev Tubishvat is the Mantic Dinin. You know, uh, it's a tradition from the Sefi Yitzir that every month has a different combination of the name Yudkevavke. So the combination of the month of Shvat is K Yud Vavke. So Vavke, the last, the last half of the month, starting from Tubishvat, is in order, Vavke. That's always Rachemim. The first half of the month, Kayud, where it's flipped on its head, that's Minisadin. So the whole Indian of Tubishvat is Bimantik Dinim. So Tubishvat is Mantik Dinim, this time needs Antakasadinim. So that's what we're going to speak about right now. How to Bimantik Dinim. And everything that we're saying is, is an effort to Bimantik Dinim. So I hope I'll be understood. I'm saying right now is really a terrorist fila, so it is what it is. When my glasses are on, it means I care about whether you guys understand what I'm saying. When my glasses are off, it means I don't care. So. As you know, there's a principle in the Svarim that whatever goes on during the week is rooted in the previous Shabbos. Which means that Tu B'Shvat, Tavshin Peidalad, is rooted in Yud Shvat, Tavshin Peidalad. past Shabbos was the 10th of Shvat. The truth is we find this in, in the Kisferi, that the 15th of a month is really just the expansion of the 10th of that month, if you find such a thing. So Pesach is the 15th of Nisan, but Shabbos HaGadol, it's really the, the, it starts from the 10th of the month. So it means that our Avaita for Tu B'Shvat Tashem must be connected to Yud Shvat Tashem Be'dalad. So I, meant, meant, I mentioned on Shabbos, it was one of the, you know, I do this sometimes. I, I really try not to. But sometimes it just happens. I mention a question and then I don't. I don't remember to uh, to answer it. So I mentioned on Shabbos that the tenth of Shvat, amongst other things, is the yard site, the Friedrich Rebbe And the Friedrich Rebbe, when he came to America, one of the first conversations he, he had, he proclaimed the following sentence, and this became the mandate, you know, from from, uh, from the Friedrich Rebbe and then and the, then the, the last Lubavitcher Rebbe. Which is America is Nitanderish. America is not different. In other words, on a simple level, we were saying, you know, uh, in, uh, you know, in Europe you can you can be uh, a chassid and a kaddish and not realize it Hashem, but in America, you know, it's, it's not the same. Standards have to be different. The situation is different. So what we rather say, America is Nitanderish. So if that's the statement of Yud Shvat, so it must be that this year, Tubishvat, Toshim Beit is avoid of trying to be mamik in that Indian of America's Nikandrish. Such a statement is not just saying, you know, on a simple level, such a statement is saying that America is not any different. But we know America is different. America is different. It's well known from Chai Voloshner and Kabul from the Vildegoyen that America would be the last stop before Mashiach. So it means that there's something about America that we have to sort of figure out before Mashiach comes, in order for Mashiach to come. 
So that statement of America is Nidander shouldn't just be seen as saying America is not different. That's identifying what America is. That America is Nidander. So what does that mean? What does it tell us about Tuvishva? Number two. So amongst the things that we uh, use to celebrate Tuvishva, so most of it are the Shios Aminim, right? We celebrate the Shios Aminim, the seven species that Eretz Yisrael is praised by, the delicious fruits of Eretz Yisrael. That we understand. Rosh Hashanah So may we commemorate, we celebrate, we're Mesiachis to it through uh, Shios Aminim. The one that's strange, though, is uh, this thing, right? The boxer, the charuf, the boxer fruit. So we have a few stories in Chazal revolving around the boxer, not the charuf, but, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not Shiva Samina. It's, it's not as delicious as the Shiva Samina. No, it's, not, it's not the Shiva Samina for a reason. So what, what shaykhs does the boxer have to do with Shvat? Everyone knows that you know, somehow boxer's always in the, in the mix on two Shvat. So what's the idea of boxer? Alright, so you know there's one Pasuk that uh, is the Indian of Tubishvat, which is a Pasuk in, in Sefer Dvar, Ki Adam Eitzasada. Ki Adam Eitzasada, the person is compared to the tree of the, of the, of the field. Ki Adam Eitzasada. What's the context of the Pasuk over there? So the Pasuk talks about the following halacha, the Jewish people are going to war against an enemy, and we're, we're surrounding the city in order to conquer it, and we're destroying everything in our path in conquest of this particular city, whether it be in Eretz Yisrael, outside Eretz Yisrael, it's not, not in the Gehad. So it says in Pasuk, so when you do such a thing, you have to destroy completely the city of Inarachmonas. But when you see an eight, when you see a, a fruit-bearing tree, don't destroy, don't cut it down, because you can eat from it. It's productive, it has pears. Because the person is compared to such a tree. So if you don't cut it down, Rock says the Pasuk, like, however, a tree, Ashateda, that you know does not bear fruit, so Isis Ashkes, that's a, that's a tree you should cut down, and that's a tree that should be part of the destruction of the city. That's the Pasuk. Okay. So it must be that, uh, you know, the, what, first of all, what does it mean to human beings compared to a tree in what sense? And what does it have to do with that Misa of conquering a city, but not the fruit trees, but the other trees you can? It says Gemarantinus. Gemarantinus, it's a simple, a uh, few simple. It's a. Uh, Seemingly simple, a few lines of uh, Gadata. The Gemara says like this: Amalei Rav Yirmiyah or Zera. It's a Tainas Zayin with Aleph. Rav Yirmiyah said to Rav Zera, "Lazy Mar listening." So Rav Yirmiyah comes to Rav Zera and he says, "Rabbi, share a Torah with us. Lazy Mar listening. Teach us a Torah. Say something." Amalei. So Rav Zera says, "Cholashli boy, my heart is weak. V'lei Yechilna, I can't. I don't have the strength. He says, I don't have the strength." So Leva Mar Milsadagadata. So the Rumir says, okay, fine. So then say something uh Again, the simple Shandigamar is, I guess it takes less energy to say Agadata. So you can say Agadata, which is a power. Agadata is Dvarma in the Rumashalava. Sister Tara is Agadata. That's what he says. So if you can't say Nigla because your heart is weak, then say Agadata. So Sarzera responds, Omrlay, Hachi Omrabyachim. What does it mean that a person is compared to the tree and what in the whole mice over there? So the Gemara says like this. Rabbi Yechonon said, "Okay, it's a, it means the following: In Tamil Chacham Hagim, if you come across a person, the Adam, the type of person that's compared to a tree is a Tamil Chacham. And the pasuk is telling us there's two types of Tamil Chachamim. 
There's a Talmud Chacham which is called an Eitz Macho, a fruit-bearing tree, tree. And there's a Talmud Chacham that's not a fruit-bearing tree. And said Rabbi Yochanan, what's the difference? What does it mean to be a Talmud Chacham that's a fruit-bearing tree versus a Talmud Chacham that's not a fruit-bearing tree? They're both turned into Chacham. So said Rabbi Yochanan the statement as follows. And Talmud Chacham Hoganhu, if he's a proper Talmud Chacham, Rimenu Seichel. That's called a fruit-bearing tree. You eat his Torah, and you connect to him. Don't, don't cut him down. Don't disconnect yourself from him. You makash yourself to such a person. But if he's not a if he's not a Talmud Chacham Hogun, if he's not a proper Talmud Chacham, then you, then you don't have to be makash yourself to him. You could find someone else. Okay. So what does it mean the Talmud Chacham Hogun? What does it mean a proper Talmud Chacham? This is Rabbi Yochanan's point. That if you find the Talmud Chacham, that's how do you know whether you should makash yourself to a particular Talmud Chacham? So says Rabbi Yochanan, if he's Hogun, if he's Hogun, if he's proper, then good. If not, not. So first of all, what does it mean, Hogan? What does it mean, proper? So, oh, so Taisus Lamashal says, you know what Hogan means? Hogan means, he's, he, not just he's smart and he has a, a lot of Torah, he's from, he's a Yorish Shemaim, he's God-fearing, he keeps, he does what he, you know, he practices what he preaches. So that's what Rabbi Yechim is saying, that if he's Hogan, if he's proper, in that way, that, is, that he's also from, he's, uh, you know, he practices what he, te- what he preaches, so that's a person, that's called a fruit-bearing tree, and you connect him, otherwise not. The problem with that pshat is that we have another statement from Rabbi Yechanan, other places in Shas, that basically says that already. There's a famous statement Rabbi Yechanan said, it says in Pasuk, Ki sifsei kain yishmur das, v'tari yivakshim yipiu, ki ma'alach Hashem tzvokasu. You should listen to the Torah of Kain because he's a ma'alach Hashem. Said Rabbi Yechanan. So a few other, other places in Shas. Says Rabbi Yechanan, Imarav daimu ma'alach, if a Rebbe is daimu to a ma'alach, in other words, that he's Erelach, he's from, he's a Yerushalayim, Listen to his Torah, otherwise not. So Rabbi Yechanan, the same Rabbi Yechanan, already made that point with a different Pasuk. So to say that Rabbi Yechanan is making the same point with this other Pasuk, talking about fruit-bearing trees, so it's a power. That's difficult. Okay, so there's another option in Marshav. Marshav is different shot. Then maybe the, the over here, this Indian of Rabbi Yechanan defining Tamil as proper or improper, it's not a matter of frunkite, because that's the other statement of Rabbi Yechanan, of the Rabbi being similar to a Malach. So what does it mean over here? So it means something else. It means if a person, the, the, the person's from, but the question is, is he learning Torah Lushma, or is he not learning Torah Lushma? Is he learning Torah in order for, for his own covet? He's, he's keeping everything, he's from. But maybe he's learning, is Shalad Lushma, maybe he's doing it for his covet, or Parnas, or whatever it is. But it's not uh, 100% the Shem Shemayim. That's what it means, Hogan. Okay, there's still problems with that. First of all, how would I know? How would I know? How do I know if a person's intentions? It's one thing if uh, I can tell if a person's from. Okay, you can, that's, that's black and white. How can I tell you? Rabbi Yochanan is telling us, if you find Tamachachim, he's all going to connect to him. How do I know if, it's, if he's learning the Shnorim? How do I know? That's number one. Number two, where do we find such a thing that this term of a Tamachachim Hogan means that? The Gemara, in many places, talks about Lashmah and Shalom Lashmah, and so it says, if you want to try Lashmah, Shalom Lashmah, that's the Lashmah. All of a sudden, now it's using Lashmah and Hagen, not Hagen. So if I do, what does Rabbi Yechonah mean? What does it mean, the Talmud Chachem, that's Hagen? And why, whatever this qualification is, whatever this Madragi is, why is that called a fruit-bearing tree? What does that have to do with the mushal of, of a fruit tree? And what does it have to do with the larger context of this city that you're conquering, you destroy everything, but not that tree? And the Chalal, and the Gemara also. 
What does this have to do with Rabbi Yirmiya asking Rosera first for something in Igla, and then he's saying, I can't have the strength. And then he asks him for something in, in Agatha, and this is the Torah that he comes up with. What do we, what, what, why is that an important part of the story? What do I need to know this? What we need, the Gemara could have just been different. Could have said, Om Rabbi Zeira, Om Rabbi Yechon. And he could have said this Torah. We have to have the whole background of the story that he was asked to say, Nikola, he couldn't. Libei Cholash, his heart was weak. What does it do with anything? So the Chayv was Maskim that the Rambam was a Talmud Chacham Hogan, right? Mustamah, right? Everyone would agree that the Rambam classifies as a Talmud Chacham. It's important that, you know, I quote Rambams a lot. I don't know why, but I just do. So one of the, the Rambam is halacha, so whatever you say, it becomes, uh, it's not as true, it's the Rambam. Can't disagree. The Rambam, the last paragraph of Hilchus Tshuva. Most people don't, you know, most times when you learn Hilchus Tshuva, you don't get that far. But it's the, the last paragraph of Hilchus Tshuva, which is also the last paragraph of the whole Sefer Madah. The Rambam, like, goes off script. Goes off script. All of Hilchus Tshuva is about Tshuva. And you would think that the last paragraph of Hilchus Tshuva would be all the more so about Tshuva. Somehow must be. But the Rambam over here talks about what it means to be a real Tamchach. That's the Rambam says. That's the Rambam's last paragraph is talking about. This idiot of being a Tamchach and Hagam. And the Rambam says like this. <coughs> Rambam says, you could have a person who knows Kala Tarakula, Mamash, knows Kala Tarakula and is extremely firm. It says the Rambam, but he has not yet reached what the Rambam calls Mailas Hanaviyim or Mailas Hachacham. The height of what it means to be truly a Navi or a true Tamachacham. What does it mean to be a true Navi or a true Tamachacham? So he says like this. You should know what I'm about to describe, says the Rambam, is a very, very high level. And you can be a Tamachacham, and you can be a Navi, you're not holding, that's a Tamachacham Agam. A real, real, true, true, pure Milas Chacham, it's a rare thing. The Himalas Avram Avinu, interestingly enough, it's the Mila of Avram Avinu, the first year that you reach that Mila. Shakara Kadish Baruchu, and what's this Mila? What does it mean in Talmud Chacham Hagun? What is it more told with Riachanam? It means what Avram Avinu was described by Hashem as Ayavi, the one that loves me. To love Hashem. What do you mean to love Hashem? So the beginning of Hilchis. Yisari HaTayra, Mamash in the beginning, the Ram talks about Ahavaz Hashem. But over here, the last part of the Chashchuvah takes up a notch of what Ahavu can be, a much higher level. Says the Ram like this, This is, this is contained in the mitzvah that we know, that we have from Meishah, the Ahavaz Hashem, but what is that? So he says like this, What's the real proper love that a Jew can have to God that turns you into a Tamachacham Roy, a Tamachacham Hogan? He says as follows: Shayoyves Hashem Ahava Gedoyli Yisera Raba Aza Admoid to be so, in our terms, to be, to be so addicted telukos to godliness. Ashtei nafshik shur ba'avas Hashem to the point of where you're so bound to the Indian of Gedlachai, the Indian of Elukos. The nimsa shayiv atomet that just automatically, that's every everywhere your brain goes is just automatically to God. But there's nothing else. Just by instinct. Like a person who is sickly in love, who's lovesick, who's addicted to something. Like a person who's, 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 who's lovesick to a certain woman. 
that no matter what he's doing, no matter what he's thinking about, automatically he just finds himself going back to that Indian of his, of his addiction. Whether he's sitting down, whether he's standing up, he could be eating. Even more than that, even more than that addiction is what it means to be a lover of Hashem. And this is what it means to constantly be absorbed in the Indian, in the Soviet of course. As it says, this is what Shlomo Melech talks about. This whole Shir Shir is about this. So, what's the, the Ramam is describing for us? What does it mean to Talmud Chacham Hagam? A real Talmud Chacham Demis. Not someone that knows a lot. That's the Talmud Chacham. The Talmud Chacham Hagam, Maila Sachachachamim, says the Rambam, is someone who the Inyan of Elokus is the only thing that exists in his life. And again, the words I'm saying are particular. I don't mean the Sugya of Moksa or the Sugya of Kashras or a Sugya of Nibum or Ksuvis or whatever. The Sugya of Elokus. Godliness is the only thing that exists in his life. Let's go deeper. Let's, let's be mamik. Where is this coming from? What's this Indian of that Elokus is the only thing? So we know that there was a time in world history where Elokus was the only thing. What was that? Before world history, everyone knows that Rizal, everyone here probably knows that Rizal. Rizal, in the beginning of its time, what does Rizal say? That before the creation, all there was was what? Is an R in Saif, an infinite light of Elokos that permeated and pulsated throughout all of existence. All there was was Elokos. So there was, that, there was that prehistoric reality which was, all there is is their bunch. All of a sudden, that comes Mysabracious, and Mysabracious space is made, so to speak, for other things. And then there's a lot of other stuff. And that's where most of us operate in. Most of us operate in, in that post-creation mode, which is, there's a lot of stuff. And of course, one of the inyanim that we deal with is Rebbe for sure, because Rebbe you know, then imbues his light and his energy into that empty space, animating it and bringing it to life and doing it all the gazach. Of the Maisa, there's other things. What is the Talmud Chacham Chagun? What the Ram is telling us is, and this is Mamish the way of the Baal Shem, the Baal Rambam, the Rambam is passing for us, the definition of the Talmud Chacham Hagun, a true Talmud Chacham Avram Oyavi, Mailas Hachacham and Mailas Hanavim, like Moshe Rabbeinu was Mitzahas, we have to say Shalakach, he is a Yid who's somehow able to live still in that Moichin of pre creation. In that Moichin where there's nothing but their Banishal. Where does this addiction come from? How is it possible for a Jew to be addicted to their Banishal that you've never seen, you never smelled, you never touched? The only reason why this can be explained is because there's a part of the neshama that comes before creation. And that part of the neshama which is before creation, which is within the person right now, is the source of one's addiction, is the source of one's obsession with other cause. I can take kachta, there's nothing else. This is what it means to be shayla, tam, and tenamish, become completely obsessed. It means to live in that place of before creation. Now the Raman goes further. And the Ramah says, so what should a person do to get there? How do you get there? How do you, how do you in our in the way that we're speaking right now, how does one discover that part of the neshama which is in tune with that part of history, 
with that part of reality which is before creation. Because the line said we're after creation. So how do we sort of live after creation, but nevertheless, everything still is the way it was? Nitandraj. How do you do that? So the Rambam is the last halacha in Hilchas Tshuva. Hilchas Tshuva. Because you know the greatest Tshuva of all. What's the greatest Tshuva? The greatest Tshuva is not to return to Torah Mitzvahs. The greatest Tshuva is to turn Torah Mitzvahs and to return it back to its source before creation. That's the greatest Tshuva. So what's the last halacha in Hilchas Tshuva? The Rambam says, how do you do this? Dover yidu bar. It's known and it's understood. It means the Rambam is speaking from his experience. That true Ahavas Hashem cannot be, cannot take root, cannot grab hold of a person's heart. To the point of where a person is obsessed with it. To leave everything except for Elokos and to see nothing but Rabbanishon, to be in this place of where everything is Ein Saif. That is impossible. Unless you know who God is. Unless you've studied Elokos. Unless you've studied Elokos. Not studied what God wants of you, but to study Elokos. What does that mean? The more you know, the more you study about who God is, the more the love comes. It's, it's natural. In other words, it's a natural reality within the Neshama. You have to coax it out of hiding. And the way you coax out of hiding is by learning the language of Elokos, speaking the language of Elokos, learning the Sukhis of Elokos. What is that? Lefichah, therefore, says the Ramah, this is how he ends on Felchus Tshuva. Tzarech Adam Le'yachet Atzmai. Therefore, a person has to dedicate oneself, the Ramah, you have to dedicate oneself, Lahavin Ulahaskil Vachachmes Utvunas, to dedicate yourself to learn and to understand well the wisdoms, Hamedin Le'yas Kainai, the wisdoms that let a person know who their Creator is, as much as a person can, which we spoke about at the beginning of Yisadi Atayra. What is Rama talking about at the beginning of Hilchas Yisadi Atayra? The Rama talks about the Sogis of Maisa Gracious and Maisa Merkava, Pneumis Atayra. What the Rama is telling us is is that in order for a person to be defined as a Tamar Chacham Algun, it goes without saying a person has to know Shasat Paiskin. We find the Gemara says, in a few places that to be defined as a Talmud one has to be able to know even Mesechah's Kala. You have to know all the halachas. Nigla, Mamash. But what does it mean a Talmud Chacham Hogan? A Talmud Chacham Hogan, says the Rambam, is a Talmud Chacham, that everything that they say in Nigla, everything that they say in Halacha, everything they experience in Zayu Magashmi, is within the context of Ein Saif. It's nothing more than a way in which we're coming in contact with the one that comes before the world. So what the Talmud Chacham is a Talmud Chacham, means he knows Shas and Paiskin, but he's Talmud Chacham Hogan. A Talmud Chacham Hogan means that all of his Shas and Paiskin is just a packaging, a way of engaging, a way of interfacing with that one singular essence that is the complete obsession of his life. And the way that he gives a language, the way that he expresses his addiction, the way that he expresses how his reality is nothing but Elokos, is by learning and by keeping mitzvahs, by doing everything. But it's coming from that place of his, of that place of Ein Saif. And, th- and says the Rambam, how does one discover that place of Ein Saif? 
not by learning Nigla. Says the Ramah, the way to discover that place of Ein Saif is by being Isaac and Maisam Rakovi and Pimis Because Pimis is the language of Elokos and the study of Elokos and giving your Neshama the language to articulate and to express that part of itself which comes before creation, that's Pimis The Ramah, in the beginning of Elokos, Yisari Atar, hints to this. And again, it's not something you pick up on unless you see the end of Elokos Tshuva. But the Ramam the Ramam says the following thing when he's talking about you know, the Indian of Mice of Rashis, Mice Markovi The Ramam says in, in, in this language, in the beginning of Yisraeli Torah, without the context of what I just told you at the end of Ilhas Chuva, it's Mamish, you don't know what these what these sentences mean. Says the Ramam, I'm about to give you general principles of Mice of Rashis, Mice Markovi, Pimisatira, Kadeshu Peseh Lamaven. That this should just be an opening for one that has understanding, to love Hashem. Like Chazal described the love, should be that by involving yourself in these sugyas of you recognize, you become familiar with the one that said and the world came to be. By learning these in Yana Satara, the language of Elokos, then you become to become then you become familiar with the one that said and the world came to be. That's a very interesting description of God. You say Hashem, I don't know, the Bayray, the Mitzvah, is that whatever. The one that said and the world came to be. That description is a description of God before creation. It's specifically describing him as before creation. The one that, that was and he said and the world came to be. How do I know that God? That God I know from a language of Elikos. So what is a Tamar Chacham Hagam? A Tamar Chacham Hagam is someone that every single piece of his Torah, and we know a Staka Barais of Rama, the world was created from Torah, which therefore means by extension. Every single piece of this Jew's entire experience in life is really just a way of expressing and a way of communicating to himself this truth, that's Nidandrish, that nothing's changed. The same God that was before creation is exactly the same God as now. I, now it looks like, it looks like things are an upheaval. I, it looks like there's a city that needs to be destroyed. It looks like we're living in a universe that's full of negativity and chaos and Chil Hashem, and unbelievable Tzorach HaKait, the Tzadik stands as that fruit tree, and the Tzadik stands as that, like, oasis, like that's like that Nigan weed, it's, a, it's a from a Gemara, Ilan Ilan Ma'avarechacha. That means the, the marshal that, of that Gemara is that a person is going to the desert and they find this oasis, this oasis of a tree with a, with a little stream. What is the Tzadik? What's the Tamar Chacham Hagan? Who's the Avram Avinu? The Avram Avinu is that oasis in a barren wasteland. And the barren wasteland is the mentality and the reality of after creation. And the Tzadik Hagan, the Tamar Chacham Hagan, is the person that says that I am also involved in all those activities. I'm also learning Nigla, and I'm also involved with mitzvahs, and I'm also involved with the things of this world as an extension of my Nigla. That's what Nigla means. Nigla means having navigated through the life. But every single word of Nigla is really just Kisveri. 
And every single word of Kisveri is nothing but God Himself before creation, making Himself known after creation. But it's the same God. Rabbi Chaim himself writes in his introduction to Eitz Chaim, he says, Mufurish, that Chazal, when they established, when they established Tarsh Balpeh, when they wrote Talmud Bavli, the Miyask and the Amaroim of Talmud Bavli were Mechavim, that every single line, every single halacha that would be recorded in Talmud Bavli should be a true, should be not only true in Nigla, but it's an Be'etzem, it's Pimis HaTayra. And it's being slavish. There is one single reality, which is the infinite light of God. That infinite light of God just manifests itself and makes itself known in, in increasingly, increasingly more concealed ways. The first way the infinite God of pre-creation makes itself known is in the language of Pneumisatara. And that same language of Pneus Torah, which is the way into that reality of Ein Saif, because the Sugya of Elikos, the Sugya of Torah is the Sugya of Gadlachai, of Elikos. Pneus Torah is the language in which we're able to come in contact with that part of ourselves that sees things as just everything, different permutations and different expressions of that infinity. That language of Pneus Torah then itself morphs into language of Negla. And every single mission, every single halacha, every single sifkad and shulchan aruch and mishnabur and so on is nothing more than the Arizal himself and Kisrin and Pneus Torah, the Rishim Baichai, the Rabbanishal himself talking. And the language of Negla then takes a giant leap to become the reality of this physical world. Estakal Brais of our Alma. Which means, by extension, that everything of this world is still part of that infinite truth from before creation, and this is a fundamental way of living according to the Balshantiv. Which, as I've mentioned many times, the Rambam was the first chassid. The Rambam established chassidus way before the Balshantiv did, in, the, in his way, and this is what the Rambam was talking about. The Rambam was talking about the ideal tamchacham is such a tamchacham where everything he sees is really just part of that singularity that he experiences, which is that world of Elikos before creation. This is why, like I said, like I hinted to before, this is the end of Hilchas Tshuva. Because simple Tshuva, simple Pshat Tshuva is what? The first prok and the first nine prok of Hilchas Tshuva is talking about how to realign this world with Nigla Satara. Nigla Satara says, what? Keep Shabbos. The problem is people... You know, the, the physical world doesn't seem to fit with that. So what does tshuva mean? Snap it back into the place. Get everything back into nigla. Everything should follow shulchan aruch. That's that's vilchus tshuva. That's pasht. But comes the rambam with the tenth parak of vilchus tshuva to complete it. And no siphon tchilas and tchilas siphon begins and beginnings and ends are wedged to each other. The beginning of the yisadiyat tyra, which talks about meismerkav meisubracious, is wedged at the end of sefer of vilchus tshuva, which is the end of Sefer Ma'ada. And the end of Ilhas Tshuva, the Ramah is revealing to us the deepest Tshuva, which is the Tshuva of the Baal Shem Tev. That the deepest Tshuva is that Torah's Hanigla itself has to be returned to its proper source. Torah has to do Tshuva. And the Tshuva of Torah, the Shlemus, is that it, it itself is seen as really just in giving context to that original reality of Ain Saif. The Baal Shantav himself said this. We wouldn't be able to say it, but the Baal Shantav did. The Baal Shantav said, you know what Torah Lishma means? 
Balshan is that Tarlish means that when you're learning Torah, you're learning Torah for the purposes of giving Torah the opportunity to do tshuva. It's Balshan to say. What does that mean? What is it talking about? It means this. It means that everything that you learn, you see it as really that I believe on Imam Babushlaim, that every halach I learn is really just Kisveri. And everything in Kisveri that I learn is nothing more than the Rabbanishlam, his infinite self talking to me and making himself known. That's called making the Torah do tshuva. That's called returning the Torah to its source. That's the greatest tshuva of all. Let's understand this is the site of what it means to be a fruit tree. What's a, what's a fruit tree? The, part, the Pasuk says a fruit tree is Lysidrus. You're not allowed to cut it down. It means that Alpitaira. Alpitaira, a fruit tree is one of three things. It's only that has three things. There's solid ground that's connected to Karka, there's the tree, and the pears. And that's what it means to be a fruit tree. It means that there's fruit, it means there's a tree, and Alpitin, you're not allowed to cut it off from the ground. The Karka is what? The Karka is the insight, the infinite light that comes before. Everything in planet Earth eventually comes and eventually goes. The only thing that doesn't go anywhere is the ground. The ground is a reflection of Ainsaif, that which comes before. And then there's the tree itself, the Eitz itself, that's called Pnimis The word Eitz in Hebrew equals Begumatra, the word Selim. A human being is created with Selim with him. Selim is the code word for Pnimis Satayr. A human being being created in Hashem's image means the entire system of Kisveri is built on that Pasuk. Selim with him. Eitz is Selim. The Karak is Ainsaif. Eitz means Selim with him, means Pnimis Satayr. What's the fruit? The fruit of Pneumus Satara is what? Is Nicholas Satara. But here's the difference between a Nicholas Satara that's emanating from a tree, which is Mechubala Karka, versus Paris that are not connected to a tree that you just go to the Makolot and buy. When it's emanating from a tree, which is fundamentally rooted in the ground, then their mom is sweet and sugar itself. And that's a very big difference between. So he asked, like, how do you know if it's a Tamachacha Wadam? How do you know? The answer is you can tell in a second. You can tell in a second whether a person's nigla, whether a person's midas, whether a person's oilum haza is completely oilum abedik or not. You know how you know. The question is how does, a, how does the person perceive this world? If the person perceives this world as a place of churban, a place of destruction, a place, the, la- the last place in the world that you should ever, like, uh, have a farbring and be happy. That's not a Tamil Chachamala. Because once you disconnect pre-creation from post-creation, if the Infinite One Himself is no longer found here, Chaz V'Shalom, then what is found here? Nothingness, chaos, absurdity. The city is being destroyed, it's being overrun, and obviously the Yidna are, 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 are conquering the city. It means there's bad stuff going on over there. But what does it mean, a Tamil a fruit tree, Karka, Aids, and Paris? It means an oasis. It means a place. It means a way of looking at the world where everything is lichtig. And with, with, with things not being lichtig, but even not lichtig is also lichtig. Kichashecha ka'ayra. It's a different. It's a different Indian. It's a different Indian. A tzaddik who has that positive eye, a tzaddik who's able to look at the like Chazal described. That's a huge shvat. Like Chazal described, Basilagani, right? The Rambam describes the world as a gan, as a garden. A garden. What garden is he talking about? Who would buy such a garden? That's the chiluk. If you're a fruit tree, 
That means it's a it's a garden. And you go to another yid. The other yid is a garden. And this thing is a garden. It's Mosav Bidvash. The knife is silver. See, vegetables, the Rebbe created vegetables because you have to eat vegetables. You have to eat your vegetables. The Rebbe created us. It means he has to, he has to give us Right, well, the kids listening have to eat vegetables, right? So, what the Rebbe well, created us means that uh, that he that he has to support, he has to support life. So, in order to live, you have to have nutrients, you have to eat vegetables, you have to have good things. What the Rebbe create fruit for? You don't need fruit. Too much fruit is actually it's unhealthy, really. So, what do you need fruit for? The answer is because it tastes good. The Rebbe wants you to have delicious things. Really, what the Rebbe wants delicious things? Life is about unhealthy things. Poison, right? Delicious things? Delicious things for Eilam Abba. Why would the Rebbe give Paris and Eilam Hazel? The answer is, it's like the bracha that the Chum will give to each other. Eilam Chatir B'chayachla. You should see your Eilam Abba in Eilam Hazel. That's a Talmud Chacham Hogum. That's a Talmud Chacham whose nigla is neveh from his nister and his nister is mukosher to Einsoyf. Such a person looks at the world as a gun. Such a person looks at other Yidin as just delicious pears. And this world is a place that's beautiful and it's deserving of good things. <coughs> How you mantic dinam? In the Kisveri, the in of Mihamtakasa dinam is to is to take something and return it back to its source. Whenever anything goes back to its source, the dinam are softened. So the ultimate Hamtakasa dinam comes. When we realize that this world is a god. This world is a garden. And the Rebbe made this world not disconnected from him, but just another strange, well, it's strange, but a strange way of expressing his infinity. Rebbe wants to express how unbelievable he is. So this is one way that he does it, by creating this world, but it's still part of him. It always was him and never is going to change. When a person has the mentality that everything that goes on in this world is still in their shirish. All of Nigla is still Nister, and all of Nister is still inside. That itself is Mantaydin, that mentality, that positivity, seeing the world as a gun, being a fruit bearing tree, that's, that's Mantaydin. And this is the site of America. Everyone knows that the Indian of America versus other countries that came before it. Anyone that, you know, listen, when we, you, know, you go to school, so obviously everything is like uh, skewed towards America is the best thing to ever happen, right? So, you know, that, that's the way it is. So, but at the end of the day, between me and you, right? Everyone that was in America started because people just wanted to have like a better life. More money. It was like because of taxes, right? If you didn't have to pay like a few extra pennies on tea, like we would still be English, right? So it's, so it's all because it's money. And Stam, uh, we don't have the the doichik, the dechak of Europe. It's overbearing. Europe was about just surviving, and humanity, the people just wanted to start living. Like the gold, the gold in the Medina, right? Streets paved with gold. So America was malbushed in like philosophical inyanim. Okay, there's an Indian of fatis mayanis. You know, you go all the way to what's. Manifest destiny, right? You remember from fifth grade, sixth grade, something like that. Manifest destiny. It's your destiny to, to have huge acres of land in California. That's your destiny. You're It's the it's the right thing to do fundamentally. The right thing to do. You want to have acres. You want to have ravacha. 
Because the whole inn of America is wanting to live already a map. No, isn't that what America is? That's also the, the that's also what causes America all of its problems too. Wanting to already have Ganadan. Moisturis, extra things, deliciousness, everything that's unnecessary becomes necessary with America. What's the sight of that? Everything has the needs of Kedusha that needs to be elevated. Where is that coming from in Kedusha? In Tumma, what is it? We know what it is. It means that, like, like uh, I mentioned this before, there, the Ishritzer once said that he was by, he was by his, um, when the Rebbe Rabunim, and the Rebbe said that he envisions, he sees that before Mashiach comes, there's going to be Yidin that are working like dogs day and night to make money that they don't need to buy things they shouldn't have, as the Rebbe said. And the Ishmael just said to his Talmud Ratzadik, he said, and I saw that also, and my vision further is, and Mashiach is going to come from those people. So what's the needs of Kedusha from such a thing? The needs of Kedusha is to be a Tamachach and Hagen. Because the the, the Indian Kedusha of wanting and demanding this world being delicious, and this world being beautiful and mamish like a gun comes from the deepest secret of all, which is that nothing's changed. That what was before creation is still exactly as it is after creation. Everything was ain't safe, everything still is. The Friedrich Rebbe said, America is nit andrich. Not that America is no, nothing's changed. Um, that is what America is. America is a metzius of nothing's changed. It means of, the avoid of, of, of America to be mal, that final metzius, is simcha and hislavus and positivity and hopefulness. What's the Indian of America? Hopefulness. To believe that the Munashlema that Tomorrow is going to be better than today. The next generation will be better than the previous generation. And to believe that Muna Shlema, that everything we experience is ain't safe, is of course. And the Indian of the Balshanta, the Tarsa Hasidis, is that America's fertile ground for it. What they were afraid of, you know, uh, 200, 100 years ago, whatever it is, of what's going to be with Hasidis and so on in America. Adarab the Adarab the Adarab. America is Nitandrish. The whole Mitzis of Balsham is Nitandrish. The whole Mitzis of Balshanta is nothing's changed. His old alien of Tarlish is return everything to where it was before creation. This is the side of the Shur Samina. The Shur Samina mean the seven species means seven is a number that means Almaz, it means things of this world. It means this world, creation, post-creation. But what are the shirts that seven? What are the Samina means seven delicious pairs. It means that you want to look at creation is Mamish delicious. It's extra, unnecessary, but you have it anyway. That's the, that, that, it's moisturous, it's deliciousness. But where is the Shushmin coming from? You know where the Shushmin is coming from? It's coming from the Charv. It's coming from the Boxer. What does the Charv mean? The Charv means Chorban. The Charv means to undo everything that is. It means to return it back to everything that was. That which, the reason why this world is delicious and beautiful and only a gun and everything and there's a little pocket, that tzaddik is the pocket, and the oasis in the middle of the chaos, is because behind the scenes of the Shev Samina is that single truth of the Charev, which is that everything you see, break down everything that you see, return it, it's all just scenery. 
it's like you know, like I don't, you know, it's uh, it's just scenery. You knock down the scenery of a play or a television or a movie, or whatever. You knock it down, nothing. Everything always was what it always was. That's the secret of the Chorv. That's the secret of Tumishvat. That's why it's an amazing thing, even in Halacha. The Halacha is we know that every every fruit. That's a sort of way itself. I don't have time to go into this, but there's, a, there's uh, we know the Halacha is that every fruit. That's what's the bracha for a fruit. Bar creates, yeah? But every fruit really starts off as Bar Priyadam, you know that? Simrish base, says Shukhanarch, that when a fruit first comes off of a tree, before it's ripened, before it's uh, substantial, what bracha do you make if you ate it? Bar Priyadam. So that's a Vidyavid. But you know what the side of that is? The side is, is that the fruit is still, still growing from the ground. The nickel is still in sight. You know it's an amazing thing. Look in Shulchan Aruch, Reish Beis Sif Aleph says in Shulchan Aruch over there, it goes through all different types of fruits. What shear? How big does it have to get in order to be a bird prey? Do you know the one fruit that remains a bird prey the longest? What's the one fruit if you guess that remains a bird prey the longest? It's Charuv, it's the boxer, because that's the secret of the boxer that nothing's changed. It's still a dama. It looks like an egg, it looks like a fruit, yeah, it's still a dumb. Until the very last, until you have no choice but to say it's a fruit, it's still just a dumb. That's the secret of the boxer. That's the side of the boxer. By the way, just one thing, you know, parenthetically, just not their Haggad. The Shulchanach, when he goes to the Zman and the Shiurim for every fruit of when it becomes a bird creates and when it becomes sort of the Chitzonius disconnected from Ain Saif, which is the ground. The guy, the Birah Bro and Shulchan Aruch, disagrees with the Shulchan Aruch on all the Shirim, and he pushes off his man longer. For everything. The sheet, the sheet of the Vilna Gain is that everything remains with Hadam a little bit longer than the Shulchan Aruch. Vilna Gain, who the Chitzainis looks like a Misnagat against the Valshan. That's, uh, it's, uh, even, that's all the Chitzainis also. And Pneumius, which is hinted to in. In, you know, in the very Iskasi Dekwein and Salah, the Vilna Gain of all, he himself says, that's in Bama's, everything is still in Saif. I, he was the first, he, he says, not like that, you have to live post creation. Ain't Saif, uh, you'll get lost in it. That's the official policy. Bama's, the, the, the Balatani called the Vilna Gain, Agayna Chasa, as we call it. Agayna Chasa. No, that's the secret of Tubishvat. So, what are we diving for in Tubishvat? So, what are we diving for? Now for Nesrik, that's the study of Nesrik too. Nesrik is the only, I've mentioned this before, the Nesrik is the only fruit that the branch itself sort of extends through the fruit. I was a pitam. Pitam is a piece of bark coming through the tree, coming through the, the fruit. What type of business is that? It's because the Nesrik is a site of the pre-estoliates. Nicholas from this, it's not much the same language, it's the same Indian. That's an Nesrik. The reason writes in one place that the Rosh Hashanah of Esrik is all to be any regal gaiva, that I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't fall into the trap of gaiva, of ego. Ego means to think that we're disconnected from main life, that we actually exist on our own. And Esrik is all to be any regal gaiva, that was the last word of Hashanah's mouth, by the way. By his estalic, the last, last pasuk was, all to be any regal gaiva, that I shouldn't fall into gaiva. Because that's the side of Hashanah, that's the side of an Esrik. So what are we diving for to a we have to daven to become Tamidi Chacham Hagayim. Mamish to become a real, a good Tamil Chacham. Because a real Tamil Chacham 
He's a daven. That every single thing that we experience in life, we have to see as nothing but a physical manifestation of Torah, of, of Torah. And then we have to know that every single thing in Torah that we ever learn, ever experience, is really just a more down-to-earth manifestation of Primus Torah. And everything we'll ever see in Primus Torah is nothing more than the Infinite One Himself expressing His infinity. Which means that everything is still infinite. We have to daven to Bishvat that we should be besemcha, that we should have hope, and we should be able to get that spark of Kedusha finally out of America in a very easy, easy and nice, nice way, and incorporate into our Vedas Hashem, and to become Yidin that are mit anders with Yidin. And with that, we'll be able to get out of here. And the weak heart that comes with experiencing life that's difficult but comes enlivened by this Torah of Ki Adam Eitzasad. I remember the Gemara Tainas. I think Gemara said there, Yirmi Esther Zera, tell me Torah Senegal, sing me with heart. He said, my heart is too weak. What does it mean the heart being weak? It means uh, the world is too complicated, too, I can't, I can't. So what's the eights? The eights is to say Nister, to say Agadita, but this type of Agadita. That everything that you're bothered by, everything that's in the world that's making your weak heart, your heart weak, it still ain't safe. So instead of instead of weakening your heart, it should strengthen your heart. That's the side of that Gemara. That's what Zayra is talking about. Hashem should bless us. And this Yantav of Tuvishvat. We should be able to experience in We should have unbelievably sweet Paris. Life should be sweet. Life should be beautiful. The Rebbe should open our eyes. Mamish. Mamish over our eyes to see by every single piece of the world is Tyrus and Nigla, every single thing in Nigla is Tyrus and Nister, and everything is Nister is really Tyrus Chasidis, and all of Tyrus Chasidis is inside. We deserve to experience that. We should have all the brachas and all the shepherd that comes from living in such a way that's Mamish inside. Brachas Adli Dai, Shpab Adli Dai, Dail Roshatevis Yosef and David, that's the secret of Yosef and David, Nigla and Nister. We should deserve to experience that by Nigla, we ask God Sadiq, Mary Remain, Amen. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 oh.